five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Editor's podcast. We are back. Merry Christmas, everyone. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing very Christmassy today. Me too. I have my Christmas socks on, my Christmas pyjamas on, my Christmas hat on. I'm bloody Santa Claus. You are. Yeah, we went the whole extra mile. Reindeer, reindeer ears and all that. So guys, if you are new to the Energize podcast. Welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener. Welcome back. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. So Barry, tell us what is going down on today's show. Okay, on today's show, we're just going to be discussing the whole year itself, uh, energize what we've gone up to, also what we're get, what our plans are for the next couple of weeks, and uh, also what we're, what you should expect from us next year. Uh, then we're going to move into the world of mixed martial arts, and we're going to discuss all the action from the weekend, including UFC Milwaukee and Bellator Hawaii on Friday and Saturday night. And then we're going to be moving into the most anticipated show of the year, the Energized Award Show. We're going to be discussing the UFC Fighter of the Year, the Bellator Fighter of the Year, the Breakout Star of the Year, the KO of the Year, and the Submission of the Year. So, uh, With many other awards, as they say, Christmas is the time for giving, and we're going to give out some awards. Yeah, and our, our award to you is hopefully a good show. As always. As always. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to kick it off with it's going to be Christmas. This is going to come out, and also our next show won't be till after Christmas. It could be Stevens' Day, breaking down UC 232. John Jones versus uh, Alexander Gustafsson and also Chris Cyborg taking on Amanda Nunes so make sure to tune into that show but we're going to kick off the show with Ross has some really big news to say and it's not what present he's getting his family but it's uh, yeah, I, I, um, yeah for ahead I don't know what so <laughs> I was going to crack a joke with it. today is the 17th of December and it's Pete's birthday happy birthday happy Pete. birthday Pete <laughs> <laughs> I knew he'd be listening. I knew you'd be listening. He's always listening. Yeah. Uh, no, but on a serious note, uh, <laughs> Pete's dog, by the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Pete's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a on, on a serious note, uh, Barry is now uh, called me Dad Well from now on. Uh, I'm going to become a dad um, sometime late in June. So really, really looking forward to that. Uh, Barry's really looking forward to being an uncle, and we're looking forward to adding a little peanut to the Energize crew. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man! So much life is going to be on our photos when we put that kid in it. He's yeah. going to be the new Pete. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, get in the photo. Yeah, Pete's too old now. He's yeah. twenty eight. Like, he's yeah, past yeah, Pete's like four, year, four, year, four, year, four years old in the dog dog year. He's too old. Yeah, we need new uh, like base. Yeah, what so gets I more li- to have a kid? Yeah, <laughs> what gets more likes? Kids, uh, well, babies or dogs. Yeah, so when I was doing the photo announcement for the kid, I was like, get the dog in there as well. <laughs> that's yeah. that, that's the Instagram uh, bait there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For- By the way, thanks to everyone who wrote me a message on my personal Instagram account. That was actually really, really nice, really touching. I actually haven't wrote back on that, been like, thanks everyone, because so many people wrote to me, I was a bit like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, say something. Else. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, so you want to go have another kid as well? I was, I was like, I was like, what can I say next week? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I know to make a pizza for dinner tomorrow. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, man, you're 28 now, yeah. and like obviously you're having a kid now. Yeah, how does that feel? Because like that's gonna change not only your life but everyone's life as well, and even like, uh, like it's gonna just change everything, you know. It it's actually quite strange because when I first found out, I was actually terrified. I was like, "How am I supposed to raise a kid?" Right, and then I was like, then I sort of got all <laughs> over it, and then it was like grand. But now I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm like, I have another six months to wait till the kid shows up. So I'm almost, I'm sitting there looking at Jade, and it's like. There's nothing I can really do for the next six months. Sorry. You know what I mean? I suppose yeah. like she has to deal with like mourning sickness and like having a massive belly. But not like a pregnancy belly. I'm not calling her fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. she has to like her whole body has to be like grow a human. I suppose so I just I'm the same. Yeah. So like I'm almost a bit like I'm almost a bit impatient about it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. As our mate Max Holloway would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. What do you think about it? I, I, I don't know man because like like, like uh, I'm 28 now but I still feel like I'm like not 18 but like I feel like I'm 21 or something you know what I mean I can't believe in two years time I'm going to be 30 because I still like in my head I'm still like just after leaving school sort of thing yeah you're you in your prime I mean? yeah but I mean that's obviously down to the internet and stuff as yeah. well I guarantee you like when our parents were our age they were like felt like they were 50 you know yeah. whereas, whereas like I haven't felt like I've grown up much in the last 10 years obviously physically yes but like just Mentally, I think it's the stuff I watch, you're still sort of in the loop, especially posting stuff online and trying to mm. constantly come up with content. Where, like, we we have to be in the scene, you know. I, I think it's some along the lines of like you watch Marcus Rashford play football for Man United, he's like twenty or twenty one, and you go same age as me, and yeah. then you see yeah. you see the year come up nineteen ninety nine or whatever when he was born, you're like, oh, not the same year, age yeah. at all. Yeah, I think it's when you watch a lot of stuff and you see Logan Paul, and you're like, he's bleeding. 40 million subscribers across all the platforms you're like same age as me it's like no yeah. 21 it's like what yeah it's like it's almost like we were actually born five years too early yeah 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 no yeah but like I think we also have that life experience as yeah. well that we're sort of like but, but there's not videos of us being 16 being absolute ticks online as well we're sort of looking that way you know yeah oh 100% like yeah. when we were growing up you could do something like terrible or make a show of yourself in front of all your mates and the only people who ever knew you did that were the people who were there. Yeah. Now it's like, for the world to see. Everything is documented. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Even even these days, people's, uh, some fellas won the Heisman Trophy there and people are going back checking his tweets that he made when he was like 14, 15 and he has to apologise for that shit. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy how things have changed. Whereas like, we started off obviously on like Bebo or like MSN and then, you know what I mean? Then Facebook and then, never really use Twitter and then Snapchat you know what I mean like, yeah. that's why I don't even use like uh, dating platforms anymore because like I don't even want to say anything that you could say that could be used against you especially because it would go against us on the show as well because like say if we did get one thing and then something came back being like oh Baz said something like this yeah because I remember ages ago like I, like I had no matches for ages so I was just like I'll say something or ages like nothing bad but just something like they'd be like what that they'd obviously be like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what's wrong what did you say no it would be like uh if you could walk 10 dogs or something what the, some, something just like stupid yeah like, the, I mean? Baz is a dog fetish yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like hopefully they can understand that I'm a funny guy like yeah. you know I mean I'd try to play that off rather than rather than being like oh, I have all this money you yeah, know it's I mean? like, oh would you rather be a bee or a wasp yeah and they'd be like why would you ask yeah. yeah just something yeah something stupid it was nothing bad but like uh, I think that like having the Instagram platform now and sh- like showing what we're doing I think that also helps as well yeah. just so like people actually know that we're doing something yeah. you know what I mean because 
like I find that way more attractive if someone's like pursuing a goal or they're like uh, really dedicated to certain things rather than just taking a hundred selfies and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's cool that I'm like, yeah. And then even Jade herself was like gone. Like she's like a load of followers online as well, and she's like dri- like that shows that she's driven to do something as well. Oh, I actually meant to say that. Too. I haven't said that to you. Um, scan.ie who are like ultrasound scan people got in contact with Jade and we're going to get free scans for the rest of our pregnancy that's cool isn't it like it's 100 euros to get a scan for it. yeah cool yeah it's like the celeb kid is it <laughs> well yeah it's going to be energised kid anyway yeah. yeah but yeah I mean that's why like whoever listens to the show like we're obviously like we started doing this just as a bit of crack and then obviously more people started following it and it's just like like uh, uh, we've never like thought about giving it up but like it was sort of like I didn't know where it was going to go and I was sort of like we've gone too far now that it's just like this is what we plan on making there's no turning back yeah well this is what I plan on making my yeah. like proper income later on in life you know what I mean yeah because like you're hardly like I thought when we first started we'd be do, like do really really well straight away but like things like you build an audience and loyalty yeah through di- putting time and effort in you know I thought whoever the like CEO of RT would like pick Ryan Torpy up and him for a drop goal and go <laughs> The energy always lads are in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought things would happen a lot sooner, but like, people don't want to, like, people don't want to, you don't get anything for free. And like, yeah. I think this is like, something that we, like, this is like, this is a learning thing that we, as a journey. It's yeah, journey. it's a journey. It's, like, I mean, once you make it, you're there. But I mean, like, I think we'll look back and be like, putting in all that hard effort will, will make us, like, we've learned so many things that later on in life will work. And we'll eventually there. make it onto I'm a Slab. Yeah, yeah. The, or- the Irish version. The Irish version. Us two, Brian Dowling and Conor McGregor in a jungle. <laughs> no, like Conor McGregor's cousin. Conor McGregor's cousin. Tony yeah. McGregor, actually. Yeah, yeah. Although uh, he probably win the show. Who else would be on that? The Irish, Irish yeah. 70. Yeah. Uh, let me think. <laughs> Who's your one who was a known on Big Brother? Una or something, is it? Or... I don't know. Do you remember someone was a known on Big Brother? It was like one or two. No. All right, well... Her, okay. <laughs> uh, you, you, you always have to get like a token American person on, don't you? I'll oh, probably like you know your own twink. She knows the paper. I think she's a panto. Yeah. Who's around Sammy Sausages? He's always he's always doing stuff. Mattress Mick could be in there. Mattress Mick, yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Al Forn, Al Forn as well. Yeah. yeah, we have to get a couple of girls in there because like, uh, yeah, it's too many uh, lads. Uh, you won't give us a laugh. Gives a laugh, actually. Yeah. And then so soon he would be like the ultra celeb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Sam no- Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we just be like, you're let us on. Like. Yeah. But uh, over there, over the weekend, actually, as well, we went over 8,500 followers as well. Um, our goal- on, that, on that journey to 10,000. Yeah. Once we get to that 10,000, I feel like it'll have more credibility, you know? Yeah, the swipe up life. Yeah. Especially on, like, Instagram, if, like, it's uh, at 10,000, you can... Like uh, people, I think people take you more seriously and yeah. stuff as well. Yeah, but uh, this is all ahead of us anyway because we've like obviously Christmas is here now. Like I mean, th- things are sort of cooling down. Then straight away New Year things kick mm. back up again. Like all, already we're booked in to go to Scotland for the Irish rugby match in the Six Nations against Scotland, obviously. And then uh, we're obviously going to Beltour Dublin as well. So if you're going to that, let us know. I feel like that like that night we'll see a lot of people we know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's. Like the Energize Night. Yeah, that's like our Comic Con, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, isn't it? Like, that's, that's our Super Bowl. That is our Super Bowl, yeah. But uh, what are you going to be doing over Christmas anyway, Ross? Uh, to be honest, uh, I feel like there's going to be like four or five nights where I have to go out and drink that I'm not actually overly looking forward to going out and yeah. drink. Uh, I actually haven't drank in a while. Um, 
I, I ever think since I found out how I was having a kid, I don't think I've been on heavy nights out. Yeah. No, you're uh, already taking it seriously. You're like, I'm taking New Year's Eve off, and I was yeah. like, I didn't even know what day it was, and then I was like, what? It's a and Monday then, or something. Yeah, yeah, then I looked and I was like, Monday. First, I'll probably drink a, drink a lot, eat too much, and then like hate myself for doing it, and then be like, have to join the gym in January. Yeah, now here, man, and like, like the rest I'm, of the world, I'm, I'm totally a fat fuck right now. I'm just like, ah, oh, here. I'm just like, oh, here, look, so is everyone else in December anyway, you know what I mean? No, no one's walking around with a six-pack, and I'm if gonna, you are, like, well done. I'm going to hit up Rory Crowley and be like, give us the A to Z on, like, learn how to run, will you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, there's obviously going to be a few more things, a few running, I don't know, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's just like, here, look, I'm going to end up going on the piss a good bit over this yeah. Christmas, like, and... Like every other human being yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, exactly, yeah, but... Uh, no, like last year we took it. We did dry I know, January. I know a designated driver. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, like last last January we took a dry January and then went to Manchester. So I think that'll be like something like for like right take a dry January, just get back in the I don't know, just start going again. Obviously, like this Christmas is going to be yeah. sort of all over the shop. But uh, yeah, like don't you? You're just like right new goals, and I'm sure everyone else is the same. You know. Yeah, we need you to start lifting the weights to get the dates bottom. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, like, we did it without doing steroids, obviously. So, yeah. like, there's already underneath that fat, there's muscle ready to get going again. Yeah. And, like, obviously, with four weeks of going, like, I mean, yeah. you're, you're back to probably the best shape you were in all last year. Yeah. Like, both of us, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, like, I'm the type of guy that goes and then, like, you get back into that shape that you used to be and you're like, oh, great, out in the piss. You're like, Feared you buy, for the month. You buy the best t shirt and you're like, oh, yeah, look great yeah, in that one. Yeah, you yeah. get that one picture and you're like, all right, back to being fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, we're obviously going to have new goals next year. Obviously, you're going to drag me along as well. Like, like you're going to be like, right, kids in the way. Yeah. And then, like, the proper shit's going to have to go down. And then, when I get in good shape, never tell me I'm in good shape. Yeah. Because then I'll be like, thanks. Yeah. Completely, yeah. Take the box. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. Yeah, yeah. with everyone. That completed life. Yeah. Also, next year we're looking to actually get more guests on the show. Uh, we felt like now, obviously, we have like a, a decent following that people would be more interested in coming on because it's sort of like yeah. if you only have about eight hundred followers and you're like Conor McGregor, will you come on? Like he's not even going to answer your question. But like if you build up a bit of a following, they'll check you out and be like, right, that's worthwhile. There's a couple of people we're looking to get on, on board. Uh, I'm going to just name a few people now. So when they do come on the show, you'll be like, they actually said it. Uh, one is definitely Brian Fenton because we were told that we might be able to get him on. He's he plays for Dublin. He just mm. won the what, Player of the Year as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, across the whole country. Uh, other ones that are definitely going to want to publicize publicize they're going to be fighting on Bellator Dublin. People like Kiefer Crosby. We previously had Keen Cowley on, so I'm sure he'll he'll like put in a decent word. Uh, we we'll see if we can get James Gallagher on. Um, sort of fighters like Johnny Jitu, uh, Will Fleury. Um, there's a couple of other people. Maybe Brian Moore. All these Bell Tour fighters will probably want to get yeah, out. Peter Queeley, Richard Coyley, those sort of lads. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll want to get their name out there more and mm. obviously we've a bit of a global oh. MMA audience they'll like to that they'd like to take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we might we might even have two of them on at one time or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then hopefully Charles Sonnen's coming over, we might try and get someone in like that. I don't know, like we'll just uh we're gonna test the waters because if you know us we like to push it that extra mile and I'm sure you stick mm. around and listen to the shows because of that as well. And if we get over to Amsterdam we'll go meet with Gagar Musassi. Because he's our mate. Well, that's the thing. Like, we can definitely... We're, I think we're... Like, you're going to have to be more specific with your time. Like, more, we're going to have to be less wasteful in what we're going to do. Like, if we're going over, we want to kill two birds with one yeah. stone. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be on the money for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Also, like, this year... Like, it's been, like, a, a bit of a weird 
year for ourselves like obviously now you're going to be a dad next year so this is like the last year of freedom really but like even the way like stuff has gone on with me being like oh is this working or that working and then it's, it's sort of like i don't think next year is going to be as hard of a year yeah you know what i mean like i don't like it was I, a strange year and like we we're let down by events a lot as well as in like the events weren't great in 2018 yeah as opposed to the events were incredible in 2017 you know, we went yeah. over to New York at the end of 2017. Yeah. Like this year, in terms of the UFC, Bar McGregor's one unsuccessful return. Yeah, you know, what I mean, the next best event is the event that's happening at the end of the year. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like the UFC hasn't been very flush this year. Yeah, and also like on our show, it depends. Like we're hot if like Conor McGregor wins, or if yeah. like the Irish football team win, or the rugby like, team win, yeah. or the rugby team win, and they're they don't play that often. Yeah. You know, the, I mean? rugby, the rugby team was the only shining light this year yeah. in our sports calendar. Yeah. Whereas next year, the Irish rugby team could win the World Cup and, like, obviously will be, like, right in the heart of that. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And then Conor will probably come back again. Like, Bellator Dublin's coming. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. didn't get that this year. You know what I yeah. mean? You know what I mean? But that's why I feel like this was the year where we had to put the extra slug in and be, like, just keep going at it. You know what I mean? Because we've yeah. seen, obviously, podcasts this year come into the game and drop off so quickly as well. And then when you see that sort of stuff happening, you're like, oh, well, I just give it up. And you're like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... I, I don't know it's I don't know it's a tough thing it's a tough gig to do when it's just two years and then you're both relying on each other to make sure you get the job done really yeah. like as well as much as we love doing it as well like you know without a doubt yeah but don't worry yeah. first week in 2019 after the John Jones Gustin fight we'll tell you what we're going to plan for the year in uh, greater detail yeah. and we'll discuss obviously that big weekend afterwards yeah. so we have a look at last weekend's Combat sports events. Yeah. What do you want to start off with? UFC Milwaukee? Yeah, we'll start off with Milwaukee and then we'll do Bellator in the boxing. Uh, UFC Milwaukee saw Aloy Aquinta versus Kevin Lee 2. Uh, I suppose we should probably start off with the co-main event. What do you think? Yeah, okay, Graham. We'll start off with the co-main event in light heavyweight, sorry, lightweight division. Excuse me. Uh, Edson Barbosa defeated Dan Hooker by KO in the third round. Um, I would. I thought this was actually a TKO, but um, how many spin kicks did Dan Hooker need to get into the stomach to actually give up? Oh, Dan Hooker was an absolute zombie. I've never seen someone take such a beat down. And the thing with Barboza is every time he hits you, it's with such bad intentions, isn't it? Yeah. As in, like, he he throws that thing. He's like, you know what he is? He's like an Uzi. As in, the the shots he throws are so fast and everything hurts. Yeah, he's probably and the best. It was ki- yeah. best kicks in the game. Yeah. I'd say easily the best kicks in the game. Hooker, he sort of just took it like a champ, didn't he? He yeah. took it until he couldn't take anymore. He was a punching yeah. bag for three rounds, basically. He could have done with that fight being in Australia. Yeah. Or New Zealand, like the last event or the upcoming one next yeah. year. Or also work on his takedowns a bit better. I think he actually thought he would stand with Barbosa and beat him. And that was never yeah. going to happen. Yeah, Barbosa showed he's not broken yet. Yeah. I thought it was, he, he was so sort of take away Khabib, but he's still there hanging around. Yeah. But uh, obviously, in the main event in the lightweight division, Aloy Quinta defeated Kevin Lee for the second time by decision. Uh, Ross, before this fight, we both thought Kevin Lee was going to win. Walked into the arena as if he, he had, had already won. But uh, Aloy Quinta put on a serious performance there. Yeah, the closer this got to the fight, the more I thought Aloy Quinta. Is, has a much better chance to win this. You know what I mean? It, it was... I just thought the way Kevin Lee looked like he was overlooking him. He was a bit like, I've improved so much that I've won this. Yeah. And um, watching Aloy Quinta fight, it's quite bizarre really because he's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. He's not the best wrestler. Not the tallest. He's, he's not the tallest. 
He's not the best striker. He doesn't look like he's in the best. Like well, he doesn't like look very muscular. You know what I mean? Yeah. I look at like Quinto. Looks very Joe Soapish. You know what I mean? But the thing about him is, he lands very accurately. But it doesn't. He doesn't actually. Nothing he does looks very good. But he's probably one of the most effective fighters I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. He like makes everything work for him, and his jiu-jitsu defense is very much on point. Kevin Lee had him in some very bad positions throughout the fight. But when it came to the fifth round, the fight was on the line. It really was because two of the judges yeah. scored a 48-47. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Aloy Quinta came in and he made sure he won the last round. It was almost like Robbie Championship mode, Robbie Lawler. It was like, I'm winning it. And then like, he like shouted at him after the fight and he was like, he was like, this was my fight and that was it. Yeah. And then Kevin Lee was devastated afterwards. He was like, I thought I won. I was like, you messing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin Lee is another person who sort of shot the fame without actually winning any big fights. Yeah, and now it's just like same sort of situation now as Cody Garbrandt, no man's land really. Like, yeah. I mean, Aloy Quinta is like sort of a gatekeeper. I'd say. Mm. I know he fought for the title. Still wants another title fight against Khabib, but like he sort of like I'd see Aloy Quinta as very much like a Ricardo Lamas in that division. Like if you yeah. if if you can beat him, you probably can probably get a title fight. Now Kevin Lee. He thinks he's already said he was the champ. What what should he do now? He may as well move up to welterweight. That's what he's saying. But I look at Kevin Lee and go, "Do you have a better chance of beating Khabib or beating Woodley?" And it's definitely beating Khabib. There's yeah. no way he's going to beat Woodley. So I just look at Kevin Lee and go, "You know what? Needs to work on his striking a lot more. Striking's yeah. not up to the point." Uh, and you know he should probably. Sometimes I think someone like him, he should move way back down the ladder. Working a striking and then like use the striking in the fights against lesser competition to practice. You know what I mean? And then work way up. You'd almost do like a slow build at the belt. And really see, the top of that lightweight division there was absolutely stacked. You have Poirier, like McGregor's still a mile ahead of him. Yeah. You have Khabib, you have Tony Ferguson, like all those guys. Possibly Diaz. Yeah, if Diaz comes back, he's ahead of him as well. All these guys are way above Kevin Lee and now... Ally Quint has also jumped into that mix, yeah. mix with those fighters. If Cowboy comes back down to 155, he's there. Uh, Hernandez, who Cowboy's fighting next, he's also there ahead of Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee might as well be ranked 20th fighter because he's, he's probably ranked 8, but everyone else behind him is probably ahead of him in the pecking order now. The thing is, how hungry is he is the real question. Yes, he wants to walk around and go to the bars and like obviously he lives mm. in Vegas now and show off his cash and his clothes and be like I'm a UFC fighter it's the same thing that Aljamain Sterling was doing actually yeah. remember he was like with his chains being like I'm a UFC fighter and then you look at his record you're like man you haven't really won a fight of any note recently yeah. and then he was like oh shit got back in and started winning Kevin Lee sort of has to do the same now it's sort yeah. of like you can't be like oh yeah I play for Manchester United and you're, you're a reserve and you've never played one game you know so he's yeah. sort of like showing off the goods before he actually like puts in the, the good performance uh Maybe someone he could take on is now Dan Hooker. I mean, Dan Hooker is yeah. ranked 14th. Um, maybe Kevin Lee needs to go down and get a win first and sort himself out. But as you said, he doesn't like making 155. Mm. So is he really that hungry to go Although, down and mm. do that and build himself back up? Yeah, but is is the way cut an excuse? Because if he went out there and beat Ally Quinta, if he got the 48-47 decision, what he went... I knew I was better. I won, and he wouldn't moan about the hundred fifty five pound wake up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Did you watch? Sorry, did you watch after they, they did an interview with Aloy Quinta? Al said he wanted to fight Khabib again, yeah. and then he went over to Kevin Lee. He was sitting on the ground. I don't know there why like, they did that. Yeah, there was also like large 
gaps in silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is he doing here? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, yeah. it was very bizarre. Yeah, I, I didn't think John Anik got it right, right there. Yeah. yeah, maybe, I don't know, but uh, let's see what Kevin Lee does next because he really needs to start again. Kevin Lee was like watching and a straight, football manager like, lose a game and then have to say sort of like the politically correct thing like, oh, look, the judges think he won. Well, then I can't really complain about it. But like, Kevin Lee, like, there was no way he was like, I beat him. Yeah. As in like, he might have been like, I think I scored enough points to win. But like, Alloy Quinter won that fight like quite dumbly in terms of it being a fight. Do you see the way we're actually talking so much more about Kevin Lee now rather than Alloy Quinter? Yeah. But here, just to finish off there, Kevin Lee's striker is not amazing no. at all. And it doesn't make you go, oh, that could be a future champ. And also his wrestling isn't that great either. Like obviously it's grand to get up to that level, but it, nothing to be like, that's definitely a champ in the yeah. making. You know what I think happens with Kevin Lee? He's really good. I think he is quite a good wrestler. He's quite good at getting the back. But if he can't get the rear naked choke in, well, then he can't do anything. Because a good few of his wins have come from the rear naked choke position. He couldn't get the rear naked choke in against Aloy Quinta. Next thing you know, he doesn't know what to do. So I have a feeling he's going to move it, move to Bellator or something, you know that? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, is there anyone else in the card that had a good performance? Yeah, uh, Charles Oliveira submitted uh, Jim Miller very, very yeah. fast. By the way, he's only 29. Yeah. Very, very young. He got into UFC about 22 or Yeah, but I mean, like, when you hear that name, you're like, oh, jeez, he's 40. Yeah, and uh, most submissions in UFC history now. Charles yeah. Alvarez, so fair play to him. Do you know what? He had that last time as well, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he would like tied the record. Yeah. Now he owns the record. Yeah. So fair play to him. And yeah. looks, he looks like he's going to break his own record. Uh, also, there was Bellator Hawaii on this weekend. Uh, yeah, Bellator 212 and 213. I don't know why they just didn't have one really good 212. But sure, look. Yeah, they made one for the vet, uh, the vets. Basically for the... But well, they're not just invited like 500 vets to it and then like... Do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a really good move by Scott Coker to get them... Like, a, get a niche... Not a niche market, but get a... Yeah, first, in America, they love doing it for the troops. Doing it for, for the, the troops, troops, yeah. yeah. Uh, right... I'm going to start off first with AJ McKee won another fight against Daniel Crawford uh, and a kind of choke in the first round uh, I think it's now the time that AJ McKee still undefeated great persona I think it's time now he takes on a proper like a proper name and then makes him move for that title yeah. I feel he's going to do that now next year yeah Yeah, they were asking would he fight Aaron Pigo but they're like best mates and training partners and said he wouldn't fight him but I think like size wise they're both big enough that one of them could go up and the other could go down sort of Cormier Velasquez situation and look I, I just want to see McKee fight for a belt because I think he's at that stage where he should do it or if they're not going to do it and James Gallagher wins his next fight in Bellator Dublin have them fight each other those two have been like on a collision course for years now they have been yeah uh, also Frank Mir lost via submission in the second round well he tapped out yeah, being he punched tapped, yeah he tapped out being punched how many more fights has Frank Mir got left in him? No, Frank Mir needs to retire. Once you start tapping the strikes, like you need to like call it quits. And I, I think I think like Oyala knocked out his tooth. And I'm not being bad, right? And I'm not trying to say like that Frank Mir is not tough, but like if you're a heavyweight, right, and you're a 19 stone man, if someone like knocks your tooth out in the middle of the fight, you shouldn't be like, oh, I quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. As in like I've seen like well, his gum shield was out of his mouth. I know, yeah, but should he not have like sort of like. Grab the hold of him real tight and be like, ref my gum shield or yeah. try to trip him. You know what well, I mean? Well, Frank Mir's biggest problem is he, he gave was, up. Yeah, well, apart from that, he was also like a jujitsu head as well, you know? Yeah. So, like, striking isn't his forte. And she also, he's like, put, he's, he's past 40 now, isn't he? Yeah, I, I feel like Mir should have been able to take him down and submit him. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, same here. Yeah. I think Oyala is a pure journeyman. But uh, in the main event, uh, Michael Chandler defeated Brett Primus by unanimous decision. And he's. 
he previously lost Brian Peebles. Remember when he got the the chicken leg scenario? But uh, Michael Chandler back. You, uh, Bellator lightweight champion uh, across the board. Yeah, and Primus was also undefeated in this. He's now the lightweight champion again for the third time in Bellator. Probably Bellator's biggest star ever, isn't he? Yeah. He he keeps on talking about wanting to move up to 170, but I look at him and go, he doesn't have the size no, to move up to 170. He's, he's so, his lats are so wide. Yeah, he's probably, he's definitely the best Tyron shape. Woodley. He's like the Tyron Woodley. You know, you know what Bellator are doing? Darren Caldwell is going over to fight Haraguchi yeah. in a Ryzen fight, and then if Haraguchi wins, he has to come over to Bellator and defend, and vice versa. Uh, Caldwell has to go and fight in Ryzen. I don't know what way it works out, but like, I almost think Bellator should like pair up a 1FC and Michael Chandler should fight Eddie Alvarez again in a co-promotion that'd be cool yeah I think that's all Scott Coker I feel like is just a step ahead of Dana yeah. White I know Dana White wants to just be UFC and be known just for that same way Vince McMahon mm. is like I'm just WWE but yeah. like Scott Coker is like knows that it, to get the views they need to make the fights the fans want you know what yeah, I mean yeah I think Dana White's willing to cut off his nose and spoil his face and then Scott Coker like is willing to put his ego aside and go actually you know what that would be great People would love to see that. Let's do that. Yeah. And like, I'm all about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why Scott Hogan did not do Liddell versus Ortiz. He's like, no one wants to see that. That's not a great idea. But like, he'd 100% be like, right, we'll get Demetrius Johnson to come over here and fight Caldwell. That would be brilliant. You yeah, know what I mean? And he'd he be like, do that, yeah. we'll do that. Well, yeah. although he did do that at 5,000 against Kimbo's lights. Yeah, but I think they were a bit stuck at one stage. I think Bellator were like looking for an identity and they've actually sort of found it now. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. That's because Scott Coker's coming in doing the business. Yeah. It's like, he's like a good football manager yeah. coming in and sorting out. I almost think he's like Rafa Benitez or something, isn't he? He's like the Rafa Benitez of MMA. Um, as in like... Well, why not? As in like, as in like, Newcastle are like, no money a muck, but like, they're staying like, relevantly well enough in the Premier League for what yeah. they have. Yeah, he actually won manager of the month this month as well. Yeah. Great shout by me. Funny you mention that, yeah. Uh, well, that was Friday night. Uh, then on Saturday night, uh, sorry, was there anyone else on the card that was any use? Uh, Sam Cecilia won again. Bar that, doesn't really matter. Uh, it's funny, if he was on the UFC card, you wouldn't even say I know, name. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday night then. Um, same place, Bellator, same arena, same cage. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say the events staff were like, brilliant. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were all wearing the Hawaiian shirts and all. Everyone looked like that grey crap. Uh, okay, we'll start off. Neiman Gracie defeated Ed Ruth by submission. Rear, near, rear naked choke in the fourth round. This was in the welterweight Grand Prix. Uh, Neiman Gracie, obviously related to Hoist Gracie. Who, our mate. Our mate, who hopefully had a happy birthday there on Thursday. I wonder if he will notice this again. About 100%. He'll be like, grab my wrist he'll for have wrist to. control. He'll have to. He'll oh, grab me by the wrist. Hate down he'll and like, <laughs> choke me out. And I go, got choked out by Royce Gracie. <laughs> he'll grab me by the wrist and throw you out. But uh, Ed Ruth was undefeated, but... So was Neiman Gracie. Gracie with the win, Ross. Yeah, very, very impressive. Gracie actually looked quite good in the feet compared to Ruth, which I actually thought the advantage would have been the other way. Yeah. And uh, look, Ruth got tired towards the end of the fourth and he can't get tired against a submission expert. Is he, is, how related is Neiman Gracie to Henner Gracie who I, trains Brian Ortega? I think he, I think Neiman Gracie is Hodger Gracie's brother. I think, or who's the, the fella? Remember the fella who fought Matt Hughes? I can't remember which Gracie that is now. No, it's not Hoist Gracie. It's there's so many Gracies. I'm like, I know, yeah. He's, I think he's basically Hoist Gracie's nephew. Okay, yeah. All right, so they're, they're related somehow, anyway. Yeah. Uh, then Leona Machida made his Bellator debut against Rafael Carvalho, and he won by split decision. Anything to say about that? Uh, look. <laughs> Great debut for Machida. Obviously, a split decision. I think Machida's fighting style just makes him susceptible for our split decisions because he sort of 
doing a wavy hand. He's almost like waving at you, and then yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd sort of counter strikes. So I think when you're a counter striker, um, he doesn't have a, a massive mental knockouts on his career. That I think that's what leads to that. Look, you've my fight, uh, Musashi next, as in like. There are two names to go against each other in the middleweight division. Yeah, I think Scott Coger said they're trying to look and do that. Here, would you say James Gallagher sort of has the same tries to mimic the stand up of Mishida? Yeah, it's, it's, sim- it's similar enough yeah. Yeah, in terms of the karate sounds. Yeah. 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 But uh, in the main event, uh, Alima Lay McFarland defeated Valentina, uh, Valerie Lee Turno by uh, submission in the third round. Uh, McFarland's actually from Hawaii, so. Great win. She basically brought Bellator to Hawaii. Uh, great triangle choke. Uh, fair play to her. I was very impressed with that. Yeah, so overall, like, Milwaukee had the crack and so did, so did Hawaii. In fairness, some great fights in Milwaukee, but it's just a bit more like, who am I watching again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the problem with the UFC as well. Yeah. Although Bellator had the same sort of problem as well. Yeah. But, um, Katie Taylor obviously won over the weekend in Madison Square Garden on Saturday night and to be honest, She's totally outclassing each and every woman she's coming up against. Um, obviously, we've talked about Katie Taylor before. She used to box men. So, like, she's literally out there fighting like a man, if you can say that, without sounding sexist or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, she's literally putting on a clinic. And uh, she's going to have, like, another huge year next year as well. Yeah, well, I think when Barry says fighting like a man, he basically means that it's like a man fighting a woman in there the way she like dominates her opponents yeah it's like woman versus child yeah really is like she's some serious strength as well. and like she's gonna go I don't yeah. know I don't know how much further she can go well, she already has two belts there's I two think, left I think when she beat that Serrano girl I think that Serrano girl was, like, one, was one of the best women boxers in the world and when she beat her I think this girl wasn't as good as her if that makes yeah, sense yeah 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 uh, also Canelo Canelo Alvarez obviously won the third round there as well against Rocky Fielding and um Rocky should not have been in the ring with Canelo. Oh, I actually think this was like a disgraceful cash grab on this occasion. And I almost think this is this is the reason what was wrong with boxing. I think this is almost like putting in, I don't know, Nganu against, I don't know, Jimmy Manoa. You know what I mean? And going, I think Manoa's going to win. You know what I mean? It's like, you messing. Nganu's here, you're going to knock the head off. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, not saying sideways, but I'm saying... In terms of like stacking the odds against someone, they were, and obviously your man being called Rocky Fielding, they were trying to make it a Rocky story. But when I watched them, Canelo do a body shot in the third round, and then Fielding take a knee, and the ref be like, "That's over." I was like, "That was disgraceful." They shouldn't have been in the ring together. Yeah, it, it's sort of it's sort of like everyone's getting their last few shows in in yeah. December just to get everyone paid for Christmas and all. And now Rocky's gonna be sitting around the Christmas table now with no belts. I almost look at Rocky Fielding and go, "He should almost retire," you know, that? just because. What else are you left to do? Yeah. What age is he though? I don't know. I don't care. I'm just like, here, look, you're nowhere, you're never going to reach that level. No, never, never. He's never yeah, getting I mean, it. No, just never getting a rematch. Never, no. But uh, we move on to what's going on this weekend and then we'll move into the awards because everyone's here for the awards, Ross. But uh, if you're joining the show, make sure to give us a like and if you could give us a shout out on Instagram, we'd appreciate it. And we that also shout you, Yeah, that's a, the Christmas present to give us. But uh, this weekend, Mikey Conlon's fighting. He's fighting in Manchester. Um, we're expecting another win. Uh, also, Billy Joe Saunders is fighting. He's coming back from... He was meant to be fighting on the same card as Katie Taylor fighting in Boston. But um, he got like... Done. He was the main event of that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was meant to be fighting for... It was a middleweight title. And yeah. then he got done for loads of drugs. Yeah, steroids. Steroids or yeah. something, yeah. He failed a drug test. Anyway. He failed a drug test, yeah. But he's uh, back. And then uh, Carl Frampton is fighting uh, Warrington for... the. It was, it's for a title I'm not sure if it's one yeah, or two I'm pretty sure it's Warrington's title isn't it yeah it's Warrington's title yeah uh, 
I'm pretty I, sure I expect Frampton to win yeah I think Frampton's favourite he says he's like way better than Warrington but uh, I haven't heard Warrington say anything back about that but also that night so he must be yeah so he must be yeah uh, but uh, way better than he was like he is uh, also I'll that, say nothing also that night it, there's okay so those fights were on in Manchester I feel more people are going to be watching that over the O2 Arena card uh, White taking on just or 2 uh, Dylan White won the first fight I think Dylan White's going to win the second fight and I think they're trying to build up him against Anthony Joshua even though Anthony Joshua did say that he wants to take on Deontay Wilder uh, Ross before we move into the awards What's your sort of take now on Anthony Joshua after what he said in the last week and where do you think things are going to go? Because obviously he has mm. Wembley booked out in, in April. So Yeah, I, I, I think the only two good thing about these two fights fighting together is that the Manchester undercard is better, so I'll watch that and then when White yeah. Chisora comes on, I'll flick over to that. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, Chisora and White is almost a throwback fight when they fought the first time. It's like, except they're less aggressive towards each other now um, look at White this is a build up fight for White to go and win and then Josh was like saying I hope Chisora wins and then you know they're trying you can see they're already trying to build the April fight uh, Joshua was saying that basically here look I can't fight Wilder on six weeks notice because we don't like you can't have Wembley on six weeks notice you have to like book away in advance and I was like you probably have Cardiff on six weeks notice and I was like What's the Millennium Stadium doing with the principality? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, look, I think Waller's avoiding, or sorry, Joshua's avoiding Waller and Fury. And I think that's just a matter of fact. Uh, you know what? After watching Fury versus Waller, I'd happily see them rematch. And I'd happily see the winner of that fight, Joshua. That conversation's slightly gone cold. Mm. Uh, I, I feel, you know what? I feel like the longer it goes on, the less Joshua comes across to be a prize pig. You know what? Yeah, no, I agree with that. In fairness, like I like them all. It's just uh, when you want to see who the king of the castle is, like I mean, you really want to know who the king is, you know. So we'll throw them all three of them in the ring at one time to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying not to throw Diddy and White in there for the crack yeah. as well. I, I'd watch that. I feel like if you threw all four of them in the ring at one time, Diddy and White would win. No one would actually go for him, and then he'd land the haymaker out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess them all. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's the action this weekend. It, there's no MMA. And it's just all boxing. But uh, we're going to move into the Energize Awards. Uh, do you want to sing some sort of song to announce it? Welcome to the Energize Awards. Okay. Good man. On the spot. This is your host, Ross and Barry. Okay. <laughs> You've been practicing that all week. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, or as we're known across Ireland as the Irish Anthem Deck. The Irish Anthem Or the Irish Deck and Holly Willoughby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, we're gonna start it off. Uh, we're gonna start it off with the UC fighter of the year. Uh, it was sort of funny when we were looking through the names of the people that have really impressed this year. Um, there wasn't that many champs. Uh, we'll but the nominees are well, the, the people were sort of yeah. Okay, the nominees are uh, Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, Kamara Usman, and Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, what, what? So, so, so I t- tell you. So I say, say a little thing about each, and then say the winner is. Then you announce the winner. Uh, well, you can. Pick oh, we have our own winners. Oh, for your head, well. Okay. First well, of all, start off with Daniel Cormier. Anyway. Daniel Cormier, three fights this year, three wins. Volkan and Al- Ozmir become the champ champ against Stipe, and then defend his belt against Derek Lewis on short notice. 
Very, very impressive. Israel Adesanya, 4-0. Defeat Rob Tavares, Derek Brunson. Really made a show with Derek Brunson. Uh, these, are, these are the nominees here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse Israel Adesanya. No, we'll come back to him later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we had... Um, we're going to have to start the whole show again. No. Right, so the nominees are Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, Kamara Usman and Dustin Poirier. Smith went 3-0. He uh, knocked out Shogun in his last fight. Usman was like 9-0 in UFC welterweight tear. Beat uh, Damian Moya and Ordier. And you have Dustin Poirier who defeated Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gagey. Both by knockout. Yeah. It goes to show that like no one really went on a tear or like not many fighters like fought multiple times as well yeah. you know what I mean and then like who knows like if John Jones wins at the end of the year you're like she's like I mean he's back or if Chris Cyborg wins or even Amanda Nunes it's just uh, they don't seem to fight as much in UFC as they do in Bellator yeah. and that doesn't help us at all yeah like, I think bar Daniel Cormier no one really consistently beat top of the pops yeah. uh, opponents yeah so hence Daniel Cormier is obviously our, our choice of the fighter of the year UFC fighter of the year. In fairness, I don't think you'll find any MMA outlet in the world not picking Daniel Cormier as far as the year 2018. Yeah. I think any year anyone comes to champ champ, they deserve the, the title of the energised UFC fighter of the year. Uh, a couple of other people we were sort of thinking who else could be in that category uh, was obviously Israel Adesanya, uh, Henry Cejudo, obviously beating T- yeah. uh, DJ, and um, obviously well, Khabib beating Connor and also beating uh, Aloy Quinta as well to become the champ. Like he's obviously in with a shout as well, but uh, the those top four Cormier, Anthony Smith, Usman, and Poirier just stood out a bit more than anyone else. So Daniel Cormier won it. But um, we have the Bellator fighter of the year also. Yeah, the uh, nominees are yeah the nominees are Gegard Mousasi, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, Ryan Bader, and Michael Chandler. Chandler. Michael Chandler, yeah. Or uh, Mike Chandler. Yeah, Ross, here, tell us why these guys were nominated. Well, Gegard Mousasi, he went to win. The Bellator middleweight title at Bellator 200 in London. Then he also went on to beat Roy McDonald in a champion versus champion fight. Yeah. Great year for Musasi. Yeah. He could be the best middleweight in the world. We don't know. Uh, then you obviously have Fedor, the return of the jumper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dad bod. He, he knocked out Frank Mir, which almost like doesn't look as good anymore. Because yeah. Ayala like, tapped him out strikes. Yeah. And then he went to beat Chael Sonnen. He gave Chelsea on the stanky legs. That was very impressive. That, yeah, that was, the, that was well, the tumbles. <laughs> that was quality. Uh, then you have Roy Bader, the light heavyweight champion, moves up the heavyweight, beats King Mo and I think, what, 30 seconds flat. Yeah. And then he beat Mach- Mitrione. I think it was like 30 to 23, wasn't it? It was like yeah. absolute wrestling. whitewash. Yeah, wrestling clinic. And then the other one is Michael Chandler. He went 3 0. We beat uh, Kamaguchi. Hopefully I didn't mess that name up too much. And he also beat uh, Brett Primus in a rematch for the lightweight belt. Did he go 3-0, so, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can't remember who the other person he beat, but great great return to the top of the totem pole for Michael Chandler. But the fighter of the year is, Barry? What, my decision or your yeah. decision? No, your decision. All right. You're picking the award winners, man. I'm going to have to go with Gegard Mousasi. Um, obviously, when he came in and fought Shlomenko, I thought Shlomenko actually sort of beat him, but like they were like... Musashi has to win, lads. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, then when he absolutely destroyed Carvalho, Bellator 200, like, just absolutely whitewashed him. And then beating Rory McDonald, who people were saying was potentially the best welterweight in the world because the last, like... He was the last person to beat Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And th- just those names and just going out there and constantly wanting to put on a show. 
I, I, that's who I'd say was the Bellator fight of the year for me. I have to agree with you. The way he beat Carvalho and McDonald this year, and they were his only two fights this year, he absolutely dominated them. Yeah. Barely had to scratch them. Yeah, I actually would have thought you would have said Bader maybe. But maybe if he beats Fedor at the beginning yeah. of next year, you know what I mean? Neither of them took the belt. I, I, I think he would... I know I, I, it's going to sound a bit contradictory, but I think he really outsized King Mo. So therefore, I was like, nah. Yeah, I, 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 I know you say Musashi really outsized McDonald, but McDonald was, like, I think, a far superior. Like, he's very good at 170. Yeah. I suppose King Mo was a bit like, meh, I like heavyweight and middleweight. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was impressed with the Mitrion win, but the way Musashi won, like, with the finishes, I was like, yeah. nah, brilliant. Yeah. He is. Musashi's fucking top of the range. Yeah. I'd like to see him fight more um, in middle the middleweight people. Or maybe moving but up to a heavyweight. Yeah, like getting fighting Bader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he'd be up for that. He previously fought Mark Hunt as well, a heavyweight. Mm. So, I mean... You know what I'm surprised, actually? I'm surprised the other Machida at Bellator didn't go come back in at 205 because he has a win over Bader at 205. So, I'm surprised he didn't like, come back in there and then try and play that off. I've beaten him. Maybe he wants to wait. Wait for Fedor versus uh, Bader at the beginning of next year and then go up and down that's why the, the Bellator people seem to want to fight mm. maybe it's because they're getting more money you know whereas yeah. like the UFC people don't really want to fight as much I don't know it's just a thing that I've sort of noticed but uh, yeah so we said the UFC fight of the year was Daniel Cormier I think that's you can't even yeah. argue that really and then uh, the Bellator fight of the year we're going with Gegard Musasi Iron Bait. yeah Actually, we met both of them, lads. So maybe we're slightly biased, but let us know what you think. Uh, then we wanted to do a joint category for the breakout fighter of the year. Uh, we have Brian Ortega, Israel Adesanya, Aaron Pico, Zabit, um, Shapiro Megamegadov. There you go. And, and Sugar Sean O'Malley. So, the American Zabit. Uh, so, Brian Ortega, what a year. Uh, went from contender, well, went, went from sort of. Top 15 to number one contender. Yeah. Going into the Max Holloway fight, he was actually the favourite with the odds maker. Uh, and he showed the heart of a line in there. Uh, Israel Adesanya, 4-0. Oh. I tried to even put him in the fighter of the year category before you stopped me. Great performance <laughs> by him. He's fighting Anderson Silva in February. Can't wait to watch that one. Uh, then you have Aaron Pico, who, like, ever since he had that first setback, has been yeah. on a tear since. And he looks vicious, doesn't he? Like, kind of old people yeah. with the body shots. Looks uh, absolutely phenomenal. The beat is like, He's like the boogeyman of the featherweights. No one wants to actually fight him. And then I'd li- I'd, before you go on, I'd like to see him fight Max Holloway. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, but like I'm just like that makes me melt water. I'm like, oh, that's a show. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to see. Well, I, I want to see Max Holloway fight everyone. I'm like, get him in there quick. Yeah. And then you have um, <laughs> the sugar sugar Sean O'Malley, who were like probably would have actually won this award. Would he not have failed that drug test? And if, then, yeah, if Sean O'Malley had been on that Conor McGregor Khabib card, he would be such a bigger star. Mm. Like we be, he'd be more in the spotlight these days. I know, but the thing is, uh, he failed a drugs test. He said, it yeah, was, he He would have been on the embedded. Like he would like they would have made him run into McGregor at some stage and say hello. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he missed out so much there. It's actually very disappointing for him. But I mean, he'll come back next year. Next yeah. year will be a big year for him. But, uh, Breakout star of the year? Um, uh, I don't know, actually. Who would you say? Wait, ask me, me first. I would say Israel Adesanya. Uh, I think just the way he won, the fa- fashion he won in, and just his sort of arrogance is just puts him a notch above the others, I think. I'd agree with you, but I'd almost say, I'd say Ortega 
because of not because of the arrogance, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, oh first, it's hard if, to pick. If, put it this way: if Ortega won, not only would be breakout star of the year, he'd also be, be contending with Daniel Cormier for fighter of the year. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, look, the way he knocked out Frank Edgar was very impressive. You know what, Barry? You make the decisions on, on the Energize show. Breakout star of the year, Brian T. City Ortega. There you go. Yeah, I mean, like, in fairness, like the, the, no, both, the nominees are like top of the range anyway. You know, in fairness, they could both be fighter of the year next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I actually prefer the breakout star of the year category over the actual UFC fighter. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, we just go with Brian Ortega. So so far, UFC fighter of the year is Daniel Cormier, the Bellator fighter of the year, Gegard Mousasi, and the breakout fighter of the year from both is Brian Ortega. Uh, then we're going to move on to fight of the year. Uh, we just have a couple of fights to mention right before we get into this. Uh, Justin Gaethje versus Daniel Poirier. Uh, sorry, Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Anthony Pettis versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, Triple G versus Canelo 2. Uh, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Uh, so we mixed boxing and MMA in this category. But uh, Ross, what would you say was the most entertaining fight that you saw this year? Um... I'm not going to lie, it's almost unfair on Justin Gaethje that because every time he fights, you expect a good fight. So you're less wowed when you see it almost yeah, at this stage. Well, we're being very yeah. like picky here. Yeah, you know? we're being very picky. Yeah. Um, up there for me, definitely, I have to mention Ferguson versus Pettis. Just because I thought Pet- Pettis was fig- finished and I thought Ferguson was going to come in there and like eat him up for dinner. Now, I know Pettis didn't come out in the third round, but... He dropped Ferguson at a certain stage and I'm like, oh Jesus, this is like a lot more of a fight than I thought it was be gonna be. And Pettis almost looked like a bit of an animal at one stage that like he was he was enjoying it. And I yeah. thought he was done. People went mad over that as yeah. well. Like that's loads of talk about how like UFC should be banned over that stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he had the most eyes on that show. Then Canelo Triple G, I think it was just because like when I was watching it, my phone was blown up with some people been like, Canelo's definitely winning. Triple G's definitely winning. I was like I just liked the big drama show. I liked it, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and then you had a Holloway versus Ortega where I was a bit like, how come one man takes so much punishment? So like Ortega and Daniel Hooker have to fight each other next to see who can get beaten up the next most. Uh, but for me, fight of the year, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Do you know what people said that fight, some people said that fight was boring. Yeah, I think Ice Cube <laughs> said it. Yeah, but like other people said that as well and I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like oh, literally I was on the edge of my seat For the entire Yeah day. Yeah I know yeah. yeah But I mean Some people actually said It wasn't actually that good And I was like What You know what's, you know what's terrible right Some people said That wasn't that good And they were sitting there Watching at 10 o'clock Me and you were sitting there Watching at 6 o'clock in the morning Like ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. My body clock was fucked For the next week But uh It's worth it for a fight Like that though Isn't it Yeah well yeah, that's yeah. the thing Yeah but uh I would have said Either between Wilder versus Fury Or Max Holloway Versus Brian Ortega And like I don't know. I think maybe I'll get. Yeah, I'll have to give it to Walter Fury just because the build up and you're like really looking forward to seeing it, and then you got it, and then you got one of the best boxing matches I've ever seen. In yeah, life. yeah. So like that's that would just win it for me. W- one thing I will say is that like there was other fights. I'm pretty sure at the start of the year. I'm pretty sure like, uh, the Korean Superboy fought Jeremy Stevens at the start of the year, but it was like January and it was a brilliant fight. But I think when you do fight of the year and you do like those sort of awards that. The tail end of the year fights always get the shine, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why most people want to fight later on the year or in the summer. You know what I mean? Get the awards. Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna go from knockout of the year. The nominations were Yari Rodriguez against uh, the Korean Superboy, the spinning elbow from hell. Um, 
Machida versus Belfort. Belfort put Belfort in retirement, but I suppose he's back. Uh, <laughs> Brian Ortega versus Frankie Edgar, and also in that fight, Frankie Edgar had never been knocked out. And then uh, Romero versus Rockhold, the infamous kiss after the fight. Yeah. Uh, Ross, what are you going to go for knockout of the year? Uh, for me, because I've never seen. The- by the way, by the way, if Deontay Waller had a knocked out Tyson Fury, it'd like, be that. It would have been that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, when Year Rodriguez hit the uh, Korean Zombie with that upward elbow I was like what is that yeah. and then the way the Korean zombie like face planted into the ground I was like right I've never seen that before I'll probably never see it again in my entire life that's the knockout of the year okay yeah um <laughs> same <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll just agree with you I've seen so many fights this year like I've I think this year I've watched more fights than I've had hot dinners yeah, that's probably true. Cause yeah. You watch like six fights a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, you only have to have one cold dinner a week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's so many. You get and even in the build up, all these fights, all you see is knockouts, and and you're like, it's just flashes of knockout yeah, mania. I, mean, I think I think the thing that we both drew was when we were deciding on the awards, we're like. What knockouts did I see this year? You know I mean? Yeah. It was like it was like it was like they almost amalgamate into the one. You know I mean? Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right. It's because I don't look at things like in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm almost like week by week or month. By also, month. when you see a fighter's uh, like fighting soon, you see all their previous knockouts and go, did that happen this year? Yeah. Like I was, we were both convinced that Brian Ortega submitting Cub Swanson this year. Yeah. yeah but it was yeah. last year. Yeah, but. Um... I thought, do you know what, in fairness, there's some mad knockouts in Bellator where people yeah. are totally lobster. Like, I think Aaron Pico did a body shot to like, kill, kill your man. I think Taiwan Claxton, who probably no one knows who he is, but you actually type in Taiwan Claxton into the hashtag on the Instagram thing. He did this flying knee from like literally across the cage and knocks him out. I was like, that's very impressive. Yeah, I'll just go, I'll go for style-wise and how original it was. I'll, go, I'll agree with you. Yard Rodriguez against Korean Zombie. Uh, so we'll move into the submission of the year and uh, myself and Ross were like here this has to go to one man and one man only Oli Yenayuk yeah Gary and no one said that but yeah. Uh, yeah this guy is like the submission man from hell in the heavyweight division and uh, you could choke at anyone I guarantee yeah. you could choke at anyone's parents so like <laughs> call, get one of your parents yeah. call him out like. first of all he looks like an absolute Russian gangster second of all he has like an all time dad ball on him and then third of all he does these equal choke he's the only person I've ever seen be able to pull it off in the UFC he basically lets you get fully on top of him and goes ha caught you now and then chokes you out he probably it's has, he insane probably has, he probably has the biggest like the biggest fighting record in the UFC heavyweight division as well uh, yeah I think he's like 60-10 yeah, or something he's yeah, like, 70 professional fights or something yeah. like up there with the Gegard Moussassis yeah but, uh, and the Ream and, yeah and the Ream yeah. he probably has that's who we should fight next the Ream yeah no the Ream sort of seems like he's coming back a bit yeah, but so was Oli Nainuk won his last two fights. Three would probably be used on the deck, though, wouldn't he? On the <laughs> he's good for, he has a good guild team. Do you remember he said Steve Bay tapped? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe someone's corner, but like, he tapped, man, and then he goes to Joe Rogan. He tapped, and then Joe Rogan was like, no tap there. Yeah. I miss the Reem. Hopefully the Reem's back soon. On the Reem. Yeah. <laughs> That's the awards anyway, Ross. Yeah. Let's, um, let's make the awards. Sorry, just let me go back over it one last time. So in case someone just fast forwarded to the very very end, so you won't. just your award show. Yeah, they're like here. I don't hear anything about Ross having a kid. But uh, we gave the award for the UFC Fighter of the Year, Daniel Cormier. Bellator Fighter of the Year, Gegard Mousasi. Uh, the was it breakout break, star. Of breakout the year. star of the year was 
Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega, yeah. Uh, then the KO of the year was Yard Rodriguez against uh, Korean Zombie. And then submission of the year was uh, Omni Anak. Against Junior Albany. Uh, also, the fight of the year was Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Yeah. So, we were discussing whether we do awards for the football. But the Irish team were so bad this year. I think in 2018, in the calendar year, the only time we won was against the United States of America. Uh, yeah, so, we're not giving the Irish football team any awards whatsoever. Uh, Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane can have the award for robbery of the year when they robbed all that money from the FAI. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to do the rugby awards, but we actually think so many people on the rugby team actually deserve an award. We're actually going to put out some Instagram polls and let you guys tell us who the Irish rugby player of the year is. Yeah, because so many people... I think there was like seven or eight people in Irish players in the world 15 team of the year. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost unfair for us to have to pick one. You know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of people sort of just pick Johnny Sexton. He's the easy pick to do. But so many people played so well throughout the entire year. You know what I mean? Like people like James Ryan nearly went undefeated. Ty yeah. Furlong like seems to be the best tight head prop that's ever played the game. Uh, Peter O'Mahony against the All-Backs, man the match. What a year he's had. Stockdale, the bleeding Troy machine on the yeah. wing. Uh, Bundy Akoy as well. Great. Me playing for the Tonys. Barry playing <laughs> on the wing for the Tonys. He got the ball and he ran. <laughs> Caught the ball from the opening kickoff. Also at the Ireland matches, best fans. Yeah. It's been a great year for the rugby. So we're going to let you guys tell us who the player of the year is. Yeah. Before we wrap up the show, obviously we're going to have another show come back out before the end of the year and the build up for UC232. John Jones versus Gustin. Also, uh, by the way, that fight between uh, Mayweather and uh, Tenson yeah. is actually still supposedly happening as well. So The exhibition bout. Yeah, so he's going to go on TV or what? I don't know. Like Anyway, it won't affect Floyd Mayweather's record, so it doesn't really matter, but I assume yeah, yeah, Mayweather's yeah. going to win anyway. Yeah. yeah, so like, I mean, like, this is pretty, no, this isn't the last show of the year anyway. This is no, there's show. one more show because we have to preview Johnny Bones Jones versus Chris Cyborg. It should be a really, really big fight. Uh, no, John, John Jones is taking on Gustin. Oh, John Jones, sorry, John Jones <laughs> versus Gustin and Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes. Yeah. It's getting old. Or sorry, it's getting late in the year. I'm getting older. I'm having a kid. I'm forgetting what I'm saying. What were you saying? I forgot. Very energised. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, if you enjoy the show, <laughs> give us a shout out on Instagram because we really appreciate yeah. it. Um, I feel like we're asking this every week, but like, if, if you shout us out, We'll shout you back out. I like the way when it gets the last five minutes of the show, you can sort of mess up a bit because you only have the hardcore listeners <laughs> left who really love us and like grand. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you're just wasting people's time. No, I'm not wasting their time, but they're, they're like uh, Ross a bit of need, but like like them all the same. He said that he said fifty six good minutes of content. The last two minutes were garbage. Well, that's the thing. Like you get in an hour into the show and you're like whatever. Right, so guys, thanks a million for listening again. The shout-outs are key, but as always... No, no, no. and have a happy Christmas. Oh, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. That wasn't reading the song, but there you have it. And as always, <laughs> stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs>